A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Setter Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Wrecked. The concept is pretty simple. Me and a guest, a topic, five choices each. It could be top five this, top five that, top worst, the best. We're trying to figure it out. The show can go into many, many places. So far, we've... Uh, We've gotten pretty deep and serious. Joseph Scrimshaw and I had a three-part series looking at the prequels. Emma Fife and I looked at Star Wars Rebels, and we went deep. And then John Rocha came on, and we went deep into the original trilogy with the five most memorable moments. And we we got philosophical. We got we got deep. So I decided to bring John Rocha back. John, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. You are uh, always welcome onto these microphones. And uh, I figured we have a, we have a little fun. I mean, not that yeah. I think you and I we we along with Joseph, we like to do some Star Wars pontificating. We really do. And that's part of the fun. Yeah. But Star Wars is also silly and stupid at the same time. Absolutely. Um, So today's list is the five most important second-tier movie characters. I I emphasized a lot of syllables in that sentence. (laughs) Second-tier and movie. All right. So Mm -hmm. the movie thing, the six, seven now, eight. Wow, there's a lot of movies. Wow. I didn't even consider that. But yes. no, you got the eight movies, no, nine if you count the Clone Wars That's movies, right. technically. All right. Uh, Rebels, Clone Wars, the comics, the novels. Um, there's a lot of other choices in those. And a lot of those, and some some people didn't make my list because I felt the books and comics have it expanded the character a little bit more than they are mm-hmm. in the movies. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to keep the movies. And second tier, quite frankly, could be a small list. Sure. It's Han, Leia, Luke, Lando, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, Emperor, maybe, yeah. um, and uh, Finn Poe Ray is what I would also sure. throw in there, and Kylo Ren as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think any of those are on your list. They're no. not on my list. Um, that is where I'm going with second tier. Yes, yes, you're right. Cassie and Andor Jenner, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to limit John. I just wanted to say, hey, it's second tier. Yeah. By these people on top of the credits in the Star Wars movies. But uh, we're going to see where this goes. It's going to be fun, wild. Some of them might be just choices that make sense. Others, I'm looking at my list here, not John's. Yeah. My, some choices might be, uh, they might need some justification. <laughs> they might be a little weird choices. But yeah. we're going to do it. So these are five most important second tier characters. Now, I also want to clarify, because a topic is coming up later on Star Wars Ranked, uh, hopefully soon, with a special guest uh, that is favorite back. Background characters. And I even think that's a different category mm. here, too. But, John, again, I didn't want to rein you in. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted you that. to roam the planes like Anakin and Padme with those bubble creatures. Oh, for God's sakes. No. <laughs> are they on your list? Uh, they are not on my list in any way, shape, or form. Um, so uh, that is where we're at. I'm setting it up. John and I have... Uh, Poured some nice twelve-year Glenlivet uh, yes. uh, into some Targaryen glasses for Game of Thrones. Uh, we have got uh, ice and fire in our veins. That's here right, and fire and blood. So, John, I want you to begin here. Number five on your list of the most important second-tier Star Wars movie characters. Well, I'd like to hear someone argue against my choice at number five, and that is Grand Moff Tarkin. I don't. That's great. This guy is so. Powerful has such a legacy that they brought him back for Rogue One. <laughs> this is amazing to me. Oh, this, they definitely brought him back. <laughs> that's what I was saying. It's just amazing. Peter Cushing left such an indelible memory of this character. There's novels written about him. There's yes. all this stuff, and he has such a very powerful following with the fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, because he is one of these guys that pushes back against Vader and yeah. doesn't get force choked. Right? Correct. It doesn't get killed by Vader. There is this sense that he is very much. 
mm. an old school regal British type of guy, <laughs> you know, with Peter Cushing. But yeah. of course, you have the shades of Nazi, which is what yeah. uh, Lucas was going for in these characters, yeah. you know, in, in, in New Hope. So you have this with Tarkin. And if you go back and look at, at all the stuff that he does in this movie and then go back to Rogue One to a degree, how he treats uh, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character in uh, yeah. Orson Krennic in, this, in the film, you have this man who knows and mm. everything he's about to do before he does it very composed yeah. not intimidated by anyone understands his power speaks of the emperor with respect yeah. and also not feeling like the emperor's above him and that's yeah. a very very difficult line to walk mm-hmm. and i think tarkin does that really really well and i like how he carries himself in the movies how he deals with everyone in the movies and mm-hmm. you get this sarcasm to him that yeah. is just stops you cold you yeah. know and out of nowhere you don't know how hard i found it citing the order to terminate your <laughs> life you know these little things of how he does this you know and i just love this idea that he is going to uh, you know going to do what he's going to do because mm-hmm. he knows a thousand thousand percent that he is correct in yeah. every movement he's making. And that's why I think people love him as much as they do. There is no weakness in Tarkin. There is no uh, hashtag vulnerability in Tarkin. <laughs> there is just straightforward belief that what he's doing in every moment and every second that he is on screen is the correct thing to be doing at that time. Yeah, he 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 kept true to himself to the bitter end. Yes, to that the bitter might have end. Been, that might have been his only weakness was supreme self-confidence yeah. of... Uh, Evacuate in our moment of triumph. Uh, one of my favorite Tarkin lines is, nah, she's far too trusty. Um, <laughs> a great choice, John. That, you're putting Thank the you. pressure on right away because, yeah, Tarkin, just on New Hope alone. Yeah. In so few scenes, you're right. And, and now, you know, at the time, you know, Vader's just become this iconic figure. And right. he is the big bad of baddies. Mm-hmm. He is the all-time bad guy, which made his turn and his redemption so much more powerful. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I love Vader. You love Vader. The yeah. world loves Darth Vader. But you just said it. Tarkin was holding his leash. And we forget Vader's position in the Empire was not uh, that uh, we all believed early on. Yeah. For, for Moti to even challenge him and get choked on the Death Star mm-hmm. shows where Vader was. But it all, I think, I think Modi got his confidence and Tag and all those guys got their confidence against Vader because what they saw at Tarkin. I think they looked yeah. at Tarkin as the leader and Vader as this crazy dude that showed up about 19 years ago. Right. Um, and uh, along with the rest of the Empire, I guess you could say. But yeah, yeah. Tarkin's great. And and, here, and the thing about Rogue One, and, and, and again, you and I have established we're, we're, we're on the pro-Rogue One side. Yes, absolutely. I haven't really discussed this with you, John. I am pro-Tarkin being in Rogue One. Absolutely. Did Were we hiking in the Uncanny Valley? Yep. Did there were there times where I was like, oh, it's a it's a pretty good animation job. Yeah, but a th- by the third time I saw that movie, I, it wasn't a bump in the road for mm-hmm. me. I was just so happy that this character was there. Yeah, is it weird? Is it weird for Peter Cushing? Do I think or I hope they'll do that? Do I want them to do it with Leia on a large scale? Nope. Right. And the Leia even at the end of the Rogue One wasn't done as well. Nope. Get, I get it. This isn't an argument about that. But Tarkin, man. <laughs> He needed to be there. There's a reason, man. He absolutely yeah. needed to be there. Yeah, and he's, he's powerful. He, and he, yeah, he, he in the, in those moments in Rogue One, there is the, we are introduced to this Orson Krennic evil character right mm-hmm. at the beginning, and then as soon as Tarkin comes in, we understand that's a level up. That's leveling up. Tarkin <laughs> is leveling up in the evil, and he the way he dismisses him, the way he treats him, and once again the way he speaks and composes himself. And I understand it was a voice double. It was I understand you know body double mm-hmm. obviously, but the essence of Tarkin was there. Absolutely. And that was still so it 
still resonates so much. I think they did a great job with it. Yeah. Um, so that is your number five, starting it off in a yes. big way. Grand Moff, Will of Tarkin. Number five for me, I'm keeping it in... Uh, Eh, kind of the uh, similar role, a little, well, not similar role, but it's in the Empire and uh, formerly actually in the uh, the Old Republic, and that is Mas Ameda. Ah. All right, all big and puffy and blue-horned there, uh, <laughs> shows up at Palpatine's side and sticks with him through Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith. And uh, then uh, the story goes on, and, and I, I, going against maybe my own rule a little bit, in the rest of the novels mm-hmm. uh, and, and comics, Masameda is important. But... I'm fascinated by this one thing. We have talked about this on uh, Databank Brawl with Masameda fight, mm-hmm. uh, fought, I should say. Um, this is a guy who knew Senator turned Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine was the Emperor, essentially, was yeah. Darth Sidious, I yep. should say more specifically. Vader, uh, Palpatine trusted this guy for some weird reason. This guy knew everything, and it made him, to me, one of the most powerful people. <laughs> Again, outside of the movies, we learned that Masameda kind of, in the end, was the Empire, yeah. uh, the public face of the Empire. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't quite make It's not like he's Sean Spicer. All no, right? no, no. No, no, no. He, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> uh, he was controlling some stuff. And I think uh, he's important uh, because the the, the Emperor... Becomes the emperor, declares himself emperor, and promises a safe and secure society. But he needed someone to actually execute that plan. Absolutely. And this is the guy that was like, here's the paperwork on it. Here's how we're going to do it. Let's choose some uniforms. Let's do all that. We had this conversation a little more in detail with uh, uh, Still Saunders on the Force Center podcast. Mm. Uh, Scrimshaw points out that Masamato is the one like, I'll do the payroll, all that kind of stuff. But (laughs) the more you kind of learn of this guy, uh, he becomes important and he is in the movie. Movies. He counts. He is yeah. big on the screen. So, John, I might be crazy no. about picking Masameda. I, I, I think it's a great choice for the reasons you just stated. And because you do need that kind of person that props up, you always right. need that second guy that's going to help you, you know, dispose of the bodies, so to speak, and get everything <laughs> squared away and get everything lined up and right. fill out all the paperwork. Because you've got a galaxy to run. You've got a revolution to plan. You've yeah. got this uh, corrupt stuff to do in the Senate. You need someone who's going to be able to cross the T's, dot the I's and cross the T's for you, because you are looking big picture, man. Big yeah. picture. So you need someone who's going to come up behind you and do the small, do the little picture stuff yeah. that keeps you afloat, and you don't get caught with your pants down. And that's what <laughs> Masameda does in <laughs> such great form for Palpatine he through keep, the whole situation. Keeps Sheev's pants up. Exactly. Keeps exactly. Sheev's pantaloons affixed. And, and he doesn't seem that intimidating initially, which no. is why he's able to do the stuff he's his, able to do. His forked you know? tongue is about it. That's right. right so my number five, Masameda. Your number four, John. My number four mm. is my main man. Yeah. My dog. Yeah. The Muppet himself. The big slug. Yeah. Job of the Hut. That is. Oh, wow. That's a. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how he's not on the top five. For mm-hmm. me, Jabba. Mm-hmm. Once again, one of these characters, there are millions of toys of Jabba. There are yeah. people loved, people were pissed off that Jabba got put into New Hope in the redone versions, yeah, yeah. you know, that Han Solo steps over his leg, steps over his tail. Why is that? It's because people love Jabba in that palace, man. Yeah. People love him holding court. People like this whole thing. The way he was done with the, you know, the voice and the role, all, all that stuff <laughs> was so great. And he was such a powerful energy, you know, yeah. just the confidence he has. and. Yeah. 
yeah. the, the the settled nature of him. So much so that when the huts show up in any animated series, I am super excited that we're getting a little more into right. their universe, yeah. into their world, because Jabba was such a great representative of that in Jedi. Yeah. And to see, you know, and even in verbally, you know, the way he's spoken about A New Hope and the way he's right, talked right. about it as a thing. Like, it is, it's a Godot situation, right? You know, you mm. have this idea, you're speaking about this person, and then this person shows up, and Jabba, or this thing shows up, and Jabba yeah. does not sh- to disappoint at all. Yeah. With Bib Fortuna, with everything around him, and then with stuff with Leia and the stuff with the Rancor Pit. Like, all of that is there in his possession and the way he handles himself, the way he laughs at Solo, the way he laughs at Luke Skywalker when he's trying to be this badass Jedi. Like, all this stuff that happened. Yeah, exactly. There is a reason he has what he has. Mm -hmm. And this other thing about him, Mm -hmm. that his death is powerful, and we yeah. just get introduced to him 20 minutes beforehand. That's true. That's amazing to me. That's yeah. screen presence, man. And you can't buy that, and you can't quantify that. You, there's That's no, true. There's no chemical formula. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. And the designers of Jabba, much love and props to them, because they gave him this amazing yeah. uh, look. And what's so fascinating when I was doing research for this is I didn't know that um, the a major, or the uh, that his speech, his speech, the language that Hutt mm. speaks mm-hmm. is incorporates bits of the Andean language that is Quechuan. Mm-hmm. Quechuan is what my father spoke from Bolivia. And really? so, yes, and my, he spoke with his brothers all this time, this Quechuan language, which is, there's two tribes in, uh, two Indian tribes in, in Bolivia. There's the Aymaru and there's the Quechuans. And mm-hmm. the Quechuans speak that language, the Quechuan that they speak. And my father would speak this language in private rooms with my brothers, with my uncles, rather. Yeah. And they would have these, and I would, I could, you can't understand a word of it if you don't know right, how to speak right, it, right? right? right. And so, I remember that when I watched this, there was something that was familiar about it, and doing the research for it, this has been like an enlightening moment for me to find That's out great. that it had. This You're a hut. Li- yeah, I am a hut. And 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 uh, what's his face? Uh, <laughs> Krishna has called me Roka the Hut for some time right, now, and right. I've rebelled against it. I no longer rebel against it. You accept it. I accept you it accept now. your right. destiny. Oh, oh, oh! Great pick. And <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why. You've said some things in there that just resonated with me. Mm. Uh, take the special editions out. Mm. Um, I think it's I, – I got why George put that scene in because it was the most famous deleted scene from Star right, Wars. Right, right. Even as a young boy, I stumbled onto the pictures of the fat Scat- Scottish actor right. saying, Han, my boy. So I get that George was like, hey, guess what, everybody? I'm going to put it in. Unfortunately, technology doesn't exist to make this work as well. I think if you did it today, it'd be a little different. Of course. And yeah, I'll tell you what. If they said to me, we're going to release one more version of New Hope and we're going to fix this scene keep it there fix it i bet han doesn't step over him right which is what undercut the scene completely absolutely but for the bigger reason was you said it the payoff and the fact that a waiting for godot type of thing where you you mentioned this thing that never shows Mm -hmm. jabba is is pretty prevalent mentioned a few times early on and so to finally see him and wow i never thought of it in the terms you just said it john in about 17 to 20 minutes, <laughs> this guy is the biggest baddie in the galaxy. You don't even, you're not even worried about the Emperor or Vader. The first, and, and I've heard some people say, as a positive and negative look at Jedi, the movie, uh, Return of the Jedi, is that it's almost like two different movies. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because that, that movie with Jabba the Hutt is awesome. <laughs> it is a great movie. And he is the gangster of all gangsters. Yeah. And uh, there's this kind of all hut culture, you know? Mm hmm. And what's the yeah. thing to say about if you're if you really have power, 
They wait on you. Mm-hmm. You don't wait on them. You don't move fast when you have the power. Absolutely. I, he was not a fast mover. I, I just said it. Uh, we were, Joseph and I were, and Jennifer were guests on Still Saunders' podcast, Still Wars. I hope mm. you all listened to that crossover event last month. But um, that's why I like Moff Jar Gerard, who's not on this list. Oh. Um, the second administrator, the second Death Star. His yeah. quote in the novel is, great men never hurry. Great men cause others to hurry. Exactly. So, John, that is a, a staple of power, and there's nothing... And no one more powerful than Jabba the Hutt. That's right. All right. My number four was almost going to be Moff Jar Gerard. Oh. Because I just like him so much, and I still don't understand to this day why I like him. He's not on the screen too much, and when he goes away, uh, when the second Death Star explodes, it's without a little fanfare. Mm. Now, there's a deleted scene with Moff Jar Gerard where the Emperor orders him to shoot, uh, with with the Death Star, the Moon of Endor. Ah. And destroy all of the Imperial troops there in an effort to also take out the Rebellion. And Moff Jar Gerard goes ahead with it, starts to, but he has a moral dilemma. If that had made the movie, maybe I would have put Moff Jar Jar around. Yeah. But my number four is Admiral Piet. Oh, all right. This is why I wanted to come on for this one. Because I knew you were not going to have the boring choices I have. You're going to have no, no, these no. challenging, interesting choices. You've got great choices. Were, I love your choices. I shall not have you undermine your choices. Um, Admiral Piet yes. comes into prominence as Captain Piet yes. in Empire Strikes Back. When Admiral Ozzel, that boot buffoon, goofus Admiral Ozzel comes out of hyperspace uh, uh, too close to the system. Um, finally, just Vader can't take it anymore. <laughs> Chokes out Admiral yes, Ozzel, promotes Captain Piet on the spot. Why I think Piet is the most important. Yeah? Spoiler. The Empire goes out. The Empire loses the Battle of Endor. Things go downhill from... Almost the moment they get good in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, wheels in motion already for the Empire to fall in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. But Admiral Piet, you see what Vader's working with. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's got Admiral Ozzel. He's ha- back on the first movie. He's yes. got Admiral uh, Moti, uh, General Tag, who we later see General Tag's uh, demise in the comics, and just a bunch of buffoons outside of Tarkin. <gasps> Krennic. As we know now, wasn't the best. Smart in some ways, but just too much aspirations, and he choked on him, just like Vader warned him. Just like (laughs) Vader warned him. So Vader and the Emperor have just a bunch on screen. Like Some of the books have unveiled some other maybe more capable Imperial officers, but uh, looking at you, Ray Sloan. But uh, Piet comes along, takes his promotion, and writes the ship. Yes, he does. He's in control of that super star destroyer. He is uh, mm-hmm. the reason things are starting to work. And when Piet and his ship go, yeah. when they're taken down, concentrate all firepower on that super star destroyer. When they take down the the uh, the uh, executor, um, the battle really begins to turn for yeah. the empire. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the big, the, the field commander of Admiral uh, Admiral Piet. So, John, um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's such a great choice. <laughs> Sometimes people in charge in the military can mm-hmm. surprise you. And you were military. Yes, as I served eight years. Yeah, it isn't always the ones that walk in that are the yahoos and the mm. gung hos and the we're going to get you out there and we're going to motivate you and we're going to do this. Right, Admiral Piet. Little little shaky initially, mm-hmm. righted the ship, stays the course 
until that moment happens that turns the tide. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's a great point. And that's what you need sometimes. You need some, sometimes it's just like any, any, you, if you're a sports fan, mm-hmm. any team, sometimes you need that known, that like kind of low key coach to come in, kind mm-hmm. of settle everything down, doesn't take attention away from the players, handles the business, stays quiet, does like what he that. needs to do. And then when the moment comes, you fire him eventually because he can't get <laughs> over that hump. That's just how it works. But he has yeah. righted your franchise. And so that's what he needed in that moment. And the way, even the way he took over, over the lean in and like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll handle it. Yes, I'll take care of it. Because he had no other choice. <laughs> he jumps right in. Yeah, he jumps right in. Jumps right right in. Right he handles it, does his thing. Uh, but like uh, with the proper amount of fear of Vader yeah. and does what he needs yeah. to do and, and stays the course. And I think is a great choice. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Once when, again, when, when, Ab- when Ozzel falls and Vader says, you know, Admiral Piet, I love it. And he starts to walk away. Yeah. Piet, I love the look off camera. He's like looking at two guys like, someone pick up the body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> someone pick up the body. All right. So that's my number four, Admiral Don't Piet. embarrass me. Don't yeah. embarrass me. Uh, such a great choice, man. Yeah. Uh, all Next right. Next on your list, number My number three. three. This is probably my favorite choice. Yeah. And uh, it is Wedge and Tealies. Wedge. Great. Wedge is the man, man. Yeah. And I'm yeah. super pissed yeah. that they couldn't get him to come back for Force Awakens. Uh, I was so upset about that because right. I there, there have been rumors, there have been conversations that he was going to come back in some form. I think it would have been great fan service to the fans of the original right. series to see him in Force Awakens in some capacity. Yeah. You know, obviously all of us went nuts. And, well, those of us who loved Rogue One went nuts when Red Leader and all this stuff shows up. Red Leader 5 blows up. Like, we right. have all these things. There's we have all these things that go on that allude to New Hope, which are great for fans to watch. Right. And I think Wedge showing up in Force of Against would have been great. Wedge is such an awesome hero from the first mm-hmm. trilogy, uh, the original trilogy, because there is something to be said about being able to stand out in a film, in those series of films, for doing just your job. Yeah. All he did yeah. was his job. He just was one of these actors that has that personality. Right. And when you watch him on screen, you can't help but be like, I kind of like that guy. Right. Don't kill him. Porkins, you can take out. But I need Wedge to stick <laughs> around because Wedge has this kind of quiet... Not confidence, I would say, just matter-of-factness to what he has to right. do. He's right. a soldier. Oh, he's a pilot. He knows he has to do these things. He is a steadying force in, you know, in that mm. battle. And he just like he's very cool and calm and collected. And every time he survives, you're happy yeah. as an audience member, right? Yeah. You're just happy. And so I love that he has this legacy that he's so much so that he shows up in Rebels in a younger form. Yeah. Yeah. He's shown up in these things. And so in, in the novels, you know, he's mentioned the novels. And so to me, this is what I enjoy that this character has this kind of legacy. He's carved out a legacy yeah. with the most minimal amount of screen time that you can possibly have. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the actor combined with the delivery of the lines, combined with the the uh, the name, combined yeah. with how he keeps surviving these battles in the original trilogy, uh, has an enduring legacy for those of us right. who are massive fans of the, of the, of you, the know, you mentioned the name. Wedge Antilles yeah. is one of the coolest names in Star Wars. Absolutely. There is... I don't know if I'll ever be lucky enough to find a woman who will have kids with me, but... <laughs> Here we go. Um, Here we effing go. They go, yes. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's a 10% chance if I was to have a son, I'd campaign to name him Wedge. Absolutely. Why Wedge Knapsack is a great name. <laughs> A Senator well, Wedge Knapsack. When you say it out loud. I'm to Admiral Wedge Knapsack uh, is, <laughs> is, I would have trust him to be my national security advisor. Yeah. Absolutely. Wedge is important. Yes. Wedge succeeds at so many things. Mm-hmm. Who takes down a walker? It's Wedge and Jensen. That's right. Good shot, Jensen. That's Who right. takes down, you know, the, the North Reactor in the death, second Death Star? It's Wedge. It's Wedge. He's already on it. He's already on the way out. Yeah. 
He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. In in some of the supplemental material, both in Legends, and I didn't get deep into like the Rogue Squadron mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, but I'm talking like oh, the, yeah, the, Rogue the, the Thrawn the Thrawn trilogy, right? And then now in Empire's End, Wedge shows oh, up yeah. a lot. One thing I almost I get it because it seems to be part of his character. Obviously, you know it spanned 20 years and in a lot of different kind of material. Yeah. Wedge is kind of written as this straight less straight less square. Yeah, like, and I never in in the uh, in the Thrawn novels. The first time you really see him, he's like, he's like undercover in a bar trying to be a backup for like uh, Han or Lando. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I think it's Han. Uh, it would make sense. It's Han. And like uh, the guy Han's talking to was like, "Hey, tell your like nerd over there, I see him. Like I <laughs> I made him a long time ago. He always succeeds, but like, uh, yeah. but there's something straight laced about him, and I and I love it. But I also like, I don't think it gives wedges due. Yeah, I agree I, with that. I think he's just calm, man. Yeah. He you does know? his job. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I don't yeah, I think you're right, Ken. I think mm-hmm. that undercuts the the um uh strength and knowledge that Wedge has right. in situations to do what needs to be done. He's matter of fact. There's no he, you know what his backstory his backstory is probably really chill, good family, yeah. hung out, right. his nice wife, kids. There's no there's no fanfare <laughs> with him. There's no angst. Joins, there's no uh, emotional crap to go yeah. through. He just does his and job. You know, he joins the Imperial Academy to do his job and then real, realizes, hey, this ain't where it at. Yeah. I'm gonna leave. Uh, his friend Sabine Wren and Ahsoka Tano, as we now know, yes, we uh, now. you know, I'll <laughs> right. uh, get through. But I think Wedge Antilles is an excellent choice for number three. Thanks, man. My number three is uh, on the Rebellion. We're going to the Rebellion. Yes. We're jumping over to the Rebellion okay. at the same time here. It is Admiral Akbar. Uh, well, that's my number two, so let's talk about it. Okay. We'll combine it. Yes. So my three, your two, yep. Admiral Akbar. Um, you did a great uh, imitation of him earlier. Right. You know, I, I, I don't do the best Akbar, but I just love, like a lot of people, I love Akbar. Yeah. I am fast. Do you play Battlefront at all? Yeah. yeah. Did, or did you? Because I'm one of the last people in America or the world <laughs> playing Battlefront. <laughs> Fair still. enough. Uh, you play the uh, missions where you're the co-op, the, yeah. lo- the local co-op, and um, Akbar's like your quote-unquote guide. I love him. And he says some great stuff. Be ready. <laughs> We're sending you a drop pod. Like, it's just the greatest thing. Um, but here's a guy who only appeared in uh, one movie. Yes. Technically. Um, I don't know if he appeared in the... I can't remember if he appeared in the Clone Wars animated movie. Oh, I'm sure he probably did. I had to yeah. double check. But... Uh, so he's in one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the books of the new canon have uh, brought him back in. Oh, excuse me. Well, two. He appears in Force Awakens. Yes, he does. Duh. Duh. But really, his home run comes in uh, Return of the Jedi yes. from his uh, the bridge of his ship, Home One. Um, it is a, it's a powerful presence. Yeah. He's leading that a- attack. And when things are going crazy, Akbar is the one holding them together. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. Is he's He figured it out, but he, fi- he figured it out late, but he figured it out. Right. But you know what What follows up? And I, I can't, I'm, I'm too much whiskey to say the exact quote, but you know, it, it's a trap is followed by, hey, green group, gold group, move to section 7G, move the, you know, he is, he's in control. Uh, and then he's the one who says, hey, you know, uh, well, Lando, he, he agrees to Lando's plan of, yeah. you know, move close to the Star Destroyers, uh, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, we'll, we'll stand a stronger chance than we will against that Death Star. Um, <laughs> I love that final battle in Jedi. Um, <laughs> it's a great battle, um, man. Akbar, and then as we know, just behind the scenes, you know, Akbar was the, the reason, you know, a lot of that planning happened. Mm-hmm. Maydine get it, plans the battle, but Akbar executes it. Yeah. Uh, and then for him to come back in Force Awakens, uh, it oh. meant something. Yeah, of course it did. Comes out of retirement. Yeah. Leia's like, we're not done yet. Gail Akbar, 
come out of retirement off Mon Cala from doing your little Tai Chi stuff he does and watching <laughs> operas. And it just, it, and I loved it. His voice was almost so old and weak. Yeah. You couldn't understand it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, but I just like, we got to start killing bass. He's pretty powerful. Um, but I just love the guy. He, he, he just is one of those guys that immediately in 83 resonated with people yeah. everywhere. So that is why he's my number three. And then he's your number two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one, one of the great things that uh, Richard Marquand said about him, he said, I think it's good to tell kids that good people aren't necessarily good-looking people and that bad people aren't necessarily ugly people. And I thought that was great. I have never heard that quote in my life. <laughs> that's what he said. And that was such a great quote from him because it's true. Oh, wow. And I think that's what we enjoyed about Akbar so much because Akbar is this massive calamari, you know, this fisheye thing. I Look like an upside down talking tester. <laughs> there we go. But there is a there's a just a matter of fact nobility to him yeah. that is so great, and we needed that in that movie. Yes. That's what was so great. These characters stand out uh, in opposition to mm-hmm. our leads because they carve out their own kind of interest and attraction for us as we watch them. Yeah. And he just like Wedge doing his job. Akbar is a little more emotional, yeah. and a, but he needs to be. In, he has the great combination of emotion and matter-of-factness, right? Yes. It's just like, yes. this is, like I said, it's a trap. That's just a matter of, but he's emotional about it. Yes. He's telling you a fact. And then he's saying, move these people here and do this yeah. because that has to be what's what's done next. And yep. so to, that's what I love about him is the personality that he has. And, the, yeah. and it's just great. And you feel you're in the right hands. And he's like yes. a dad, right? He's like yes. a dad. Because at the end, my favorite <laughs> moment is when it's over and he slumps in the chair. Oh, you're so right. Right? It's so great because he's carrying the weight yes. of the attack on his shoulders. Yes, that is a that is a forget. Yeah, take your um, it's a trap moment. Yeah. The shoulder slump is Akbar to a T. I love that they included that in the movie. It makes everything for his character, and I think mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of people subconsciously, without even knowing it, yeah, recognize that slump. Either having done it or seen it in their own man or seen yeah. it in someone in battle, yeah. and it is that kind of like oh. we survived. It's almost, if you ever seen uh, Kira Kurosawa's uh-huh. Seven Samurai, to sh- uh, 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 God, Shimoda's character, the main samurai from there, he at the end when he's saying to his friend. We survived again. Mm. It's the same thing that happens with Yul Brenner and Magnificent Seven with Steve McQueen. Yeah. We survived again. That kind of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's another battle. God knows how many battles Akbar's. We know his history yeah. from being a servant, all these kind of things. We know what he's been through, but like, there is that kind of letting that go. Okay, we survived. We, li- we, we won again, or we lived again. It was close this time, mm-hmm. but I did it again. And yeah. that's such a great, vulnerable moment that makes us love him even more. Yeah. All hail. Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Absolutely. My number three, your number two, so that we go to my number two yes. on the list here. All right, John, bear with me. All right, bring it on. Somewhere Jennifer Landa is going to smile. Okay. The number two most important second tier movie character from Star Wars on my list is Wicket. Oh! All right. What a controversial Ooh. choice. I'm not an Ewok guy by Sam, any means. All Sam, right? Whit- Sam Witwer is a fan of yours now immediately. <laughs> he defends those Ewoks to his dying. I've never been a... Uh, as elegant a, breath. As a kid, I, as I was. Yes, yeah, of As course. I grew up, I was one of those people that t- kind of turned on the Ewoks. I must admit, I turned on the Ewoks. But yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, I love Chief Chirpa. I love Logre. <laughs> and Wicket. Here's what Wicket did <laughs> to make him the most important character. He finds yes. Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. She could have been, number one, injured. She wasn't. She fine. She could have been captured, John, by the two biker scouts. She, they were she, roaming around. They were roaming around. Yeah. She gets distracted. 
She doesn't really understand what we could say. Scout pistol put in her head, you know, yeah. freeze. It's wicked. Yeah. Who, by the way, was like a tiny kid Ewok in story and in real life and an amazing performance for Warwick Davis at 11 years of age. Wow. Um, it's in that moment. Heroes rise, John. Yes. Heroes rise when they least <laughs> expect it. And Wicket takes that log, and for whatever reason, that is the, the Ewoks must be strong. Yes. Because one swipe of the stick and the, suddenly a hit, a hit in the head with a log, uh, <laughs> Scout Trooper's down, Leia recovers, shoots the other one, yeah. and Wicket takes her back to his people. Now, time jumps in the story. Uh, Luke, Han, and Chewie and the droids get captured, always thinking with your stomach, Chewie, great. They're about to be cooked and eaten. 3PO, yeah, he has something to do with it, um, but... I think a lot of that groundwork for the Ewoks going, all right, maybe these people aren't too bad. Yeah. It's because Wicket walked back to Bright Tree Village with Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Obviously says something. Says, nope, she's against the Akiak-Dats or whatever right. they call the Imperials. Right. And they put her in a nice dress that apparently they either had a, a maid or, you know, and they Ewoks know how to do hair. They helped her with her hair. That's right. Um, and uh, <laughs> she was already ingratiated with the tribe. So, John, what I'm saying is <laughs> yes. if Wicket... <laughs> Doesn't help Princess Leia. <laughs> yes. The Empire would have been victorious on Endor. That shield generator would have never been down. Yeah. Akbar for all his strengths up there, and nothing would have happened, man. The Empire would have won, but it was wicked. Bridging the gap, yeah. reaching across the aisle, so to speak, to reach out and help Princess Leia, <laughs> that led us to the moment of victory in, in, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. What a great choice. <laughs> I have to accept your reasoning. I am not an Ewok guy only because of the comparison that it was going to be Kashyyyk and it was going to be the, sure. the Wookiees. Like, sure. just pondering that possibility in my mind is just so... Makes some sense. Yeah. And it, it would have been awesome to see. But then again, yeah. that's a completely different movie. And Totally. And it would have doubled down on the darkness from yep. coming out of uh, coming out of Empire Strikes Back. So I get it. I get it. You got to yep. sell toys. You got to do your things. Respect. Yep. Respect. <laughs> it made money. It is what it is. But uh, I, I think Wicked is a great choice. Wicked is fantastic. I mean, yep. is the one is the you have to have that one Ewok that sticks out. Yep. You have to find the right actor that can really bring that personality mm-hmm. out through the costume yep. or through the outfit. And he, uh, Warwick Davis, certainly did so much so that he's still part of the lore. Yeah, still part of the lore in two separate franchises. Oh, three yep. separate if you include Leprechaun. Yeah. He has his, you know, he has his things. And yeah. so that's what's so fantastic about what he did. And you're right. I, I can't deny Wicket's personality, Wicket's interest. And yes, he, he is yeah. a very integral part <laughs> of what saves people from having Chewbacca stew. That's know? right. So respect we, that. We could have had a leg of Han. <laughs> Uh, it's dead wicked. Dead. All right, which is so, kind of scary that they're eating human beings. But all right, <laughs> we did, you know those vicious <laughs> Ewoks. Across. That's right. Uh, so that's my number two. Okay. Uh, we did your number two was Akbar. So um, as uh, as as I like to do here, I'm going to let you close out with number one. But I'll okay. list uh, my number one. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, and uh, again, you guys are going to have to uh, follow me along on this one here. <laughs> I, just, I love this. This is a wild card decision, but okay. if you've been listening to me since Rogue One hit theaters, this comes as no surprise. The number one most important second tier Star Wars movie character, according to me, Crazy Cat Napsuck, is Admiral Raddus. Wow. That's right. The other Mon Calamari wow. leader of the Rebellion. As featured in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. <laughs> From the Arctic regions of Moncala, yeah. is designed to look like Winston Churchill is important. He really did. You know, here's here's the reasons why. All right, Mon Mothma. And Mon Mothma, I thought about putting Mon Mothma on the so list. close. It was so close. Um, Mon Mothma deserves, um, but I think a lot of what makes it, it is starting to make Mothma even better is what's going on in supplemental material. Bloodline, Empires End, uh, the Aftermath trilogy overall, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the episode of Rebels uh, mm-hmm. with her featured in and prominently recently. Um Mothma's trying to convince the rebellion that the f- just forming alliance to go to war, to go to Scarif, to listen to Jyn Erso. There's a lot of senators, a lot of politicians, and and the, and you know, in the book uh, as opposed to the movie of Rogue One, they're there for hours, yeah, uh, debating, debating, debating. No one takes action. It is Admiral Raddus that's like, well, let's go get him, let's fight. <laughs> no, Admiral Raddus, we got to debate about it. Nope, we're gonna fight. Um, that moment, I'm telling you, then the next moment. When Chopper runs by, Chopper the fart bot, and then the the community. Wait, such a natural hate you have for Chopper. It is really like off the charts. Chopper or a droid. Chopper's growing on me. Chopper has his moments. He's a psycho, but just because he's he's a sociopath doesn't make him. He is a sociopath. Maybe I'm coming around on Chopper. (laughs) Chopper the fart bot rolls by. The the communications officer comes out. Draven and and Mothmer there, and they're like, hey. Admiral Raddus 
I don't know if this means anything, but he just took his entire fleet, and he's going to Scarif. That's right. And Mothma's smile is there. <laughs> so, much like Wicket helping Leia led to the Rebellion's victory on the moon of Endor, yeah. Admiral Raddus just having some uh, uh, courage in his flippers and taking his crew out and doing what was right, because sometimes you need to rise up and face the enemy. I got Mothma's path. I get the yeah. rebellion, especially the ones who are still in the Senate. They're trying to figure it out. But it was Raddus taking action, following the lead of Jyn Erso yeah. and her, her band of, of uh, rebels. Um, and that moment is a fist-pumping moment when Raddus's fleet comes out of hyperspace. Mm-hmm. And in the end... I think Raddus met an untimely fate. Well, I don't think he lasted. Um, but we'll, his, find out. we'll find out. We'll find out. But his actions and his support and bringing in his crews bought the time for Jin Erso yeah. and Cassian Andor yeah. and their team, but specifically Jin Erso to go up and broadcast that message. And it was on Raddus's um, ship that uh, uh, the blockade runner, the Tana Four, was there mm-hmm. uh, with Captain Attilis waiting to hand deliver this message to Princess Leia, uh, a message of hope and also the infrastructure of the Death Star. All the credit to Jin. Jin is important. If yeah. if we considered a second tier, I'd put Jin Erso on this list. Mm-hmm. But it was Amaratus. And you talk about Akbar's slump. Yes. Radis, one of my favorite moments of Rogue One is when as as Radis is watching the Death Star destroy Scarif. And 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 Radis just says very sadly, "May the force be with yes, you, Rogue One." Absolutely, it's a tear jerking moment. Yes, for me. it is. I'm not ashamed to admit I shed a tear at Radis saying that, which is why Radis is so important to me. I love this guy. He was a great <laughs> addition. Perfect, perfect tone struck a. Just a wonderful core to me. Yeah. Uh, my love of Radis is not ironic. I think he is the most important second-tier Star Wars movie <laughs> character at this time. But, John, what is your number well, one? Uh, well, I want to say one last thing. Oh, yeah, this talk about great. No, no, yeah, I, 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 there's no way I could add anything more to that incredibly eloquent description <laughs> and defense of your number one with Radis. I think it's a great choice, to be honest with you, and that's why uh-huh. I love you so much, because you, you have an amazing way to defend these choices that I normally would be like, wait, what? And well, then be like, wow, that actually makes Makes sense. Radis is such a great choice. We have no Radis without Akbar. Akbar sure. lays the groundwork. Yep. Radis improves on it, and okay. he does not do the slump at the end. Mm-hmm. He does because he is a different kind of warrior. Yeah, he's a different kind. He's seen it all. Right. And he understands, you know. And there's a there's a respect and a true honor that he feels for those Rogue One people when he says that line. Yeah. That you feel resonates with you, and you're right. It's it's legitimate to feel a tear in that moment because he is thankful that they've completed their mission and he respects them for sacrificing themselves, ultimate sacrifice to be able to complete the mission because he is a man, he's a military man, he's a career military guy and he gets it. And he gets it. And it's just so, so great to see him do that. Oh, hail, Admiral Raddus. Absolutely. Oh, uh, you're number one, John. My number one is, of course, uh, what I consider to be my namesake, mm. um, Boba Fett. And oh, for yeah. so many reasons. Yeah. So many reasons. Because And people, I know that there's been a backlash to Boba now because mm-hmm. there's so much mm-hmm. love for him, which, of course, is so natural. And y'all can kiss my ass. I really, <laughs> I think. The outlaws ride. <laughs> that's right. Boba has been the shit for decades. And yeah. he will continue to be the shit for decades because he is one of these guys and they come along every once in a while in mm-hmm. any property, any franchise that does not need a lot of lines. Yeah. He 
is just so well designed, so well constructed, so well portrayed. Even when they've gone back to create his history with Django and create his mm-hmm. history, the clone stuff, all that there with his dad and Mace Windu and everything like that. Boba is still Boba, and mm-hmm. he is a a hitman. He is a he is a, a a hired gun, a bounty hunter, as they say, and he has gone and done stuff so much, so, and he's some some really dirty stuff. So much so that <laughs> that when when yeah when Vader sends him out to go get Solo, he says, you know, don't do your usual stuff of disintegrations. We want something like he's trying because yes, yes. he knows Boba's done some pretty terrible yes. things. He has an anger streak in how he yes. enjoys his job. He is working through some shit that he has not come to terms with yet, and he works through it with his bounty hunter jobs and. When you see it in the comic, when he went after Luke in that yeah. comic, yeah. so powerful, man. And right. he is one of these characters that can be incredibly devastating in, in his uh, uh, carrying out of his duties, carrying out of his mission, that it unsettles you, you know? When yeah. he's, when, and so I like that about him. And I like because he's the strong, silent type. People yeah. can create their own ideas yes. of what kind of bounty hunter he is or what kind of person he is. Yeah. And so you naturally find the strong, silent type, the mysterious types. People just have a thing for those guys and Boba is one of those guys yeah. and what is so great about the rocket on the back the, the fight like all the stuff that he does yeah it's, it's it meets a kind of comical end in in Jedi which I kind mm-hmm. of which still bothers me to this sure. day but sure the fact that people want to create ways for him to come out of the Sarlacc yep. pit tells you the kind of love that they have for this character. The people that the, considered they were going to make a possible Star Wars story based on Boba Fett right. tells you how much people love this character. There's so much here to explore about him that yeah. I enjoy. And George Lucas said that Boba Fett was initially going to be the Darth Vader of this series. Hmm. And he changed his mind when he got into the ideas of knights and the codes right. and all that kind of jazz. And that's when it became Vader. Hmm. But Boba Fett was his initial idea. Like Zeb was the initial Chewbacca. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing from Rebels, Zeb from Rebels. Yeah. That kind of thing is there with in the history of Boba. And I am just such a fan of whenever he shows up in any of the media, you can tell he's one of these characters, other than that moment in Jedi, mm-hmm. he's one of these characters that whoever whatever property is in charge of him for their either mm-hmm. their episode, their book, their comic book ep- uh, issue... Uh, or movie, mm-hmm. they treat him with the respect and reverence that that yeah. character deserves because there's a nobility, even though he's one of the most cutthroat and vicious <laughs> bounty hunters in the universe. And he has resonated for decades with yeah. people because of that. And yeah. I think the green color, I think the whole idea of the Mandalorian culture, he mm-hmm. has been the at the mm-hmm. face of that culture for a long right. time. There's something about that is very powerful in it. To me, I liken it to the Raiders, the Los Angeles Raiders fans. Yeah. I liken it to these darker, kind of stronger, when they're in their heyday, stronger kind of, of of characters mm-hmm. that you can't help but like, even though you know they're pretty vicious. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'll tell you what. I I have always liked Boba Fett, but I wouldn't say, like, I don't have this passion for him. Mm-hmm. But listen to you talk. You got me excited <laughs> for this little thing. Because, number one, I've always believed that Boba Fett is perhaps the coolest uh, man in town. Smoothest mother. It, one of the appeals of Star Wars, especially mm-hmm. for young fans um, when you're growing up, and especially in the 80s, yeah. uh, is how cool things look. Mm-hmm. I love biker scouts and Emperor's Royal Guards. Vader is yes, nothing cooler than that. Course. Capes are cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke in all black, the green lightsaber, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but through all that, in just a brief amount of moments, Boba Fett yeah. has always been the coolest. Yeah. 
And that says a lot. And then for them to expand on it, uh, they've done a great job in new canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's underrated, I think, what they're doing with Boba Fett. And I'm including uh, Clone Wars yep. in that, too. Um where um, I could understand why people maybe wouldn't didn't like the Jango Fett origin, uh, an unaltered clone, and all the stuff. I could understand. Right. Uh, wasn't necessarily my favorite thing either. But one of my favorite shots in all of Star Wars, and it's it's a great shot. No one will deny it. Is Boba holding his father's helmet? Yes. Lucas, say what you will. Lucas knows visuals, and he and he always says, "Hey, my movies." The dialogue just is kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. That's a great visual, mm-hmm. and that. That right there is all the origin story I need for young Boba. I want to see what happens next. Yeah. And if you read Aftermath, have you read all the Aftermaths yeah, yeah, yet? Yeah. Okay. So what you got going on with Cobb Vanth, Vanth mm-hmm. Cobb Vanth on uh, Vanth, excuse me, my, I'm too much whiskey to that. I can't say the THs. <laughs> um, he's on Tatooine, and yeah. he's walking around in Boba's armor. Mm-hmm. Tells me that officially, well, not quite officially, that Boba got out. <laughs> Boba got out. Yeah. And this standalone movie, see, I got to admit, I can't deny to you, John, to your yeah. face, uh, the idea of a Boba Fett standalone movie or, or, or a story around Boba Fett, mm-hmm. it's never appealed to me too much. I respect that. But, and hearing you talk about it, and talk about the layers to this man, and, and throw in his backstory now with Aura Singh, mm-hmm. kind of taking him under her wing and raising him a little bit, um, the excellent stuff on the uh, the uh, Academy that in the Clone Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, what if the standalone movie is what happens after Boba gets out? I'm more than happy for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fan film that where he got out and the slave right. ship come, the slave one comes into like all of that. Yeah, is great because if anyone yeah can escape the Sarlacc bed, it's Boba Fett. Yeah, if anyone knows how to get out of that thing, some way somehow it's Boba Fett, and it would redeem. Yeah, the ridiculous nature of where he found himself in that pit. <laughs> you know, one of the most experienced bounty hunters in the world is going to yeah. be caught unawares by a swinging blind guy with a stick. It just—I yeah. get it because it worked for Solo's character, but it really bothered me that they undercut sure. this really cool guy yeah. uh, in that way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's why I'm a big fan of these uh, fan arts that come out or these T-shirts. That can, like one of my favorite T-shirts is Boba Fett using the uh, um, the Solo in the hype in the uh, what, what was that again in the hyper? What, what is he? I'm sorry, in the, in the carbonite. Carbon, carbon. So Solo yeah, and the yeah. carbonite using yeah. him as a coffee table with his yeah. feet up on it. I mean, just brilliant <laughs> stuff because that's the kind of legacy yeah. that kind of character has. And yeah. so, I, yeah, I, I would love to see that. I would I'd be such a fan of seeing that. Some people say, well, they want to go back and explore his his origins or whatever, all that kind of Yeah. What do we need to know, man? We, we know who saying. he is. Let's go and see what his exploration is. And if there's a redemption to this character eventually mm-hmm. by a woman, by a, an experience, by a foe that is just as good as he is that exposes mm-hmm. what he's been trying to work out, which is the anger of the death of his dad maybe you know with yeah, mace yeah, yeah. and mace dies yeah or possibly dies when he falls out of that yeah, window yeah, yeah, so yeah. like there is no ultimately there's no revenge there's no for direct, boba to have yeah, yeah. no direct redemption or, or revenge or vengeance right. yeah and that's and that's that's where you're talking about that uh, uh the and, and and lucasfilm never said it's a, a boba fett origin story but that's just kind of naturally right, right right let's have a yoda origin story let's have a han yeah. young han Obi-Wan, and i think yeah. young han's not going to be a complete origin story it's just gonna right. be a young han adventure uh obi-wan yeah this kind of stuff uh but Obi-Wan of the Desert's what I want because it's yeah. an advanced, it's, it's a character at a different point in his life. 
So give me Boba Fett coming back. I can get behind that. I wouldn't have thought that until the 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 reading of the stuff on Tatooine, which makes no reference of Boba Fett, <laughs> but just that this guy Cobb Vanth is walking around with this very well known Mandalorian armor. Yeah, uh, it intrigues me, <laughs> and there's no denying that Boba Fett has inspired everything you see at comic conventions of the Mandalorian armor. Uh, yes, the yeah. Mandalorian culture in Star Wars is bigger and, and, and it's expanded and better, but it all starts yeah. with one guy, and that is John's choice for number one, <laughs> Boba Fett. He's no good to me dead. Yeah, no good to me dead. That's a great list, John. I appreciate appreciate you so much. Um, for those you, listening, you can't see John. John brought some notes. He took some time, <laughs> and that's what I appreciate when you come into the Star Wars Rank Studios to know and love what you're talking about. And John, uh, you definitely do. Uh, I want to. Have you ever dressed up as Boba Fett? I've never done cosplay for anything, mm. and so I mean, the Outlaws is about as cosplay as I yeah, go. It's pretty cosplay. Yeah. that's not cosplay. That's you. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. That's, that's extension you. of me. Well, maybe uh, one day. I will absolutely would yeah. love to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I you'd think, look good in that armor. I thank you. I think if I drop ten more pounds, I'd be no, just fine in that you're armor. There, you're there. <laughs> uh, as always, guys out there, join the conversation by using the hashtag Star Wars Rank. You can follow me at Catnapsack, but the podcast itself can be followed at Force Center Pod. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. If you're on iTunes, give us a review. We're trying to get up to 150 reviews. It really helps us as we try to climb the ranks and grow in 2017. John Roca does a lot of wonderful and amazing and fun things. Not only on the Schmodown, where he comes out as the outlaw in his sexy cowboy hat <laughs> and his uh, award-winning confidence there, but uh, uh, he, uh, you got a lot of other things going on, John. Oh, yeah. You guys can uh, can I tell them? You can follow me at the Roca Says. Please, yeah, please. On Twitter and Instagram, uh, R-O-C-H-A is how you spell my last name, at the Roca Says. Uh, and you can, uh, yeah, of course, every Sunday when The Walking Dead is in season, as I like to say, uh, we do the uh, Collider Walking Dead review show every uh, Sunday night, uh, and then, of course, every Friday I'm there on Movie Talk, which has been awesome on Collider Movie Talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, my podcast, The Cinephiles, uh, which is one of my favorite things that I do. Uh, Please find it. It's Cine-Files on iTunes and Cine-Space-Files on Stitcher. And we, me and my uh, film professor friend from here in Los Angeles, Steve Morris, we break down one classic movie that that came out uh, within, what would I say, I would say before 2007, because we want to keep it to 10 years, the 10 year window. We don't want to break the 10 year window and we break it down and we have special guests come on. Like I said, I've said before, I had Scott Mance on for Wrath of Khan. We had Michael Vogel, who is the executive producer of My Little Pony. He came on to talk a bunch of animation stuff. We've got Yuri Lowenthal coming on in the future to talk Willy Wonka. Mm. So there's so many things that we have scheduled. And of course, I'm sure we'll have Ken Knapsack on at some point to discuss Star Wars. You want me to talk about Star Wars? I was going to say Young Guns too, but hey, uh, whatever. No, we got Ellis for Young Guns, too. Oh, that's an outrageous. Uh, that's it, outrageous. No, I'm sorry. Both no, of us should be for Young Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. You guys can Bad regale me. Bad boys to Makuga. Oh, uh, fair enough. You guys yeah. can regale me with tales about the Zargetti. But yeah, all, <laughs> please please download and subscribe there. And uh, uh, at some point, I will have an update on Super Animation Game Time coming back on Chicken sure. Sundry. Thank you, Ken. Outstanding. Thank you, John. Thank you guys out there. Uh, as I said, hashtag Star Wars Rank. Join the conversation. That is it. We've given you the list. As Abaratus would say, that's a great list. It is our top five most memorable second tier Star Wars characters. You have been here on Star Wars Ranked.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.